For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. Second Chronicles 16 and 9. You're tuned into the One Strong Woman podcast, where everyday heroines bench press life's villains. Hi, this is Shavaz. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. We're going to jump right in. Now, the topic for today that we're going to talk about is the making of an heroine. When I think about making things or cooking or recipes, we have several favorite dishes, uh, soup dishes that we like to make. Uh, One of them is called a Southwest chicken tortilla soup. And we make sure that we have those ingredients in our house. If you come to our kitchen and look at our cabinets, we make sure that we have the Rotel. We make sure we have black beans, fire roasted tomatoes. And we have our recipe and and it's been popular, uh, especially when Gary was working, he would take it to his job and it was gone. Like, and I had to make sure that I, you know, I was like, babe, can you, can you put some, you know, in a bowl for me? Because I knew that when he came back home, he wouldn't have any, any soup left. But with that recipe, we know that we need, you know, two cans of Rotel, uh, half an onions. We know we need the corn. We need two black beans. We know that the recipe, we know how to make this soup. And it takes, you know, the prep work takes about 30 minutes. The cook time takes three hours. If you get a rotisserie chicken, if you bake your own chicken, it takes six hours. So thinking about that, I know that what is, you know, talking about the making of a heroine have to do with soup. But I just want us to think about a recipe and what it takes to make a heroine. What what does it take to make a superhero? If we look at Captain America, Wonder Woman, you know, the ones that I named last episode, Iron Man. What was the recipe for them? What did it what did it take uh, for Iron Man? um, His recipe, it took him. Uh, being captured and then put <laughs> in a cave somewhere. And then only that, well, let me back up. Um, the, the vehicle that he was riding in was shot up, blown up, and then with whatever was, you know, the, the leftovers was went into his chest. Then he was captured and it's into the cave. Um, his recipe was, okay, uh, however many months of suffering, um, okay, we're going to add this cup of suffering and we're going to put in that you're going to have some things in your chest, in your heart. Uh, then you're going to be captured. And not only that, you're going to go in. And when he went in there, then he had an idea to make this soup to escape. And not only that, from there, he went on to, we know, to be Iron Man. So recipe looks different from a Captain America. Uh, we looked at Captain America. He's a skinny guy that was a soldier in heart. You know, that's what that's why they went after him. But he was frail 
And it's like, you know, they pushed him to the side and rejected him every time that he would go uh, to be enlisted. They rejected him. But he had the heart of a soldier. So Captain America's recipe was, you know, a dose of getting in that machine and getting that, I can't even know the name right now, injected in him to be strong. So that was his dose. And then we go on and on. We see different ones of the recipes on how to make them that either it came by um, uh, some type of suffering, some type of accident, a freak accident that caused them to be um, this hero or they were born that way and they come from another planet. But I want to look at an everyday heroine that I absolutely love this character, Esther. And we can see, if you look at her, the making of at heroin, if we just study Esther. So let's look at Esther. We, we can look throughout, and she comes on the scene of Esther, too. It talks about her losing her parents and being adopted by her cousin, Mordecai. That's, we we're seeing the beginning of the making of, okay, um, she, she was an orphan. And then she experienced adoption. And it also talks about how she was um, required, if she's going to be a queen, she was required to do 12 months of preparation. And that was six months of the oil of, of myrrh and then six months of perfume. So that was her recipe right there to becoming a queen. She was also instructed by her cousin to hide her true identity she had to uh, woman up and stand up against the, the protocols of, the, of her day that says that you cannot go before the king if you were not um, summoned by him. So she had to overcome fear. She had to overcome self-preservation. She had boldness. And as any heroine, there is a villain. And who was Esther's villain? The evil, wicked Haman. <laughs> and we see him come in, and he just had this um, hatred. He was out to destroy the children of Israel. And I think Haman was possessed by Satan. Because if you look in Esther, it says that Haman went, and requested of the king for this document to be written that he wanted to destroy and kill and annihilate the children of Israel. Doesn't that sound like Satan over in John 10, 10, that says that the thief comes to steal, to kill and destroy? That is Haman. That was her villain that she had to face. So here's Esther as an everyday heroine, she's a queen now, and she's just, she's chilling. She's in the palace, and now this decree has come. Now this threat against her people, not only against her people, it's her. I mean, it's, she is a Jew, even though she's been hiding, up, hiding it up until this point. Isn't that like superheroes? You know, we see they, they hide their identity. So she's a queen. She's a Jewish queen, you know. So she's there, 
and we see the ones that you know superman he's hiding out in um the the daily planet i think it is and supergirl is hiding out uh with working for cat cold you know these ones are 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 hiding out and she's hiding out in the palace but she now has to face this villain that is coming against her people to destroy them. So what is Esther going to do? Is she going to suppress her powers? Is she going to suppress that she has authority, that she has the heart of the king, that she, you know, she can, she can talk with him. She has intimacy with him. What is she going to do? Is she going to just sit there and be pretty and, and let her people die? No, she's not. She is going to go in and come in as a heroine does all the time and save the day. But let's look at Esther's powers and her abilities. We look at superheroes. They have abilities. They have these powers. So what is Esther's powers? What is Esther's weapons? Well, like I said, I just said it. Esther's ability, she had the heart of the king. She was his wife. She had, she had intimacy with him. She won him over. Out of all the women that were there, Esther won the king's heart. She was a writer. She had the scribal anointing to write decrees and laws. We see further on in Esther that the the king said, Esther, what is it? I will give you up. I will give you half of my kingdom. What do you want? And then he turns around and says to her, and she tells him what happened and what Haman did and what's going on. And he said to her, now you write a, de a decree for your people. She turns around and writes another decree that when it is time for them to fight and, and it comes that the people will kind of will try to come and destroy the people that her people now can stand up and fight. So she had a scribal anointing. That was one of her abilities, her weapons. She was selfless. And she said, if I die, I die. But I'm going to go before the king. I'm going to petition him. I'm, I'm going to request that my people's life be spared. She was bold. She was scared, but she was bold. She knew how to petition again to change laws. She was a powerful intercessor. She was uh, a Christ type. She was a savior for her people. And she had favor with the king and others. They said that all the eyes, all those that laid eyes on Esther, she had favor. So that's what I see. You might see some more things, but I see those things as her abilities and weapons as an everyday heroine. So what is that for us? I mean, what does that mean for us? Well, it means that we can look at Esther and we can track and we can look back and get a track record for us, that we were created for God's pleasure, that we were created, Esther was created for the solution. I mean, God knew that she would be placed there in the, in the palace. And then he knew that crazy Haman was going to write this decree and he had her right there at the right time to save the day. It's the same way with you. It's the same way with me. We're placed in the family that we're placed in. We're placed in the city that we're placed in, in the nation that we're placed in, in the surroundings that we're placed in, on the job that we're placed in. 
for a reason, to, to bring a solution to a problem. And like Esther, we were built to defeat our villains. And she was there to defeat Haman, to spare and to save, I should say, the life of her people. So if you look at the process of Esther, that being an orphan didn't, you know, it wasn't a, a, a check mark against her, um, but he chose her, and she, she gained favor with the king. And if you look at your process, what have you gone through? I mean, this, this didn't think about the process. You, you know, you might have uh, went through that your father wasn't there or your mother wasn't there or um, you, you dealt with this when you were a child and someone might have talked about you when you was a child or you, you, you might have moved from place to place or city to city. What, what was the purpose of that? I don't believe that it was just uh, for naught or in vain but it was a process. And so the recipe is the process. The recipe is the God-ordained process for us to go through what we have to go through to be a heroine, to be great, to, to have a story to tell. You've been through some things that if you didn't go through those things, if I didn't go through those things, we would stand up. And what would be our story? You know, who does not like a great story that has drama, that has conflict, that has, oh, my goodness, you know, like that's, you're on the edge of your seat. And that makes for a great movie. It's the same way in our lives. It makes for a great story to tell and to share. And so each hero is unique and different. The same way with us, that my recipe is not going to look like your recipe. The process is not going to look like your process. So we just have to accept the recipe and accept the process and even be aware of, okay, I'm going through this. This is a recipe. This is a process to make this great dish, this great heroine to impact others. And I think some of the main, main ingredients that we can look at for the making of it, an everyday heroine it's the ability to overcome any obstacles. We can see that when a hero is defeated and it looks like they're out for the count, they come back stronger, they come back powerful. So there's some way or there's some in your journey that there's something that was built in you and built in me to just overcome obstacles. Like stuff just, just it can't hold us down. There's another main ingredient that I... I see in Esther and I see in the ones that I watch is confidence. Not in themselves, but in something greater than them. They have to be confident. Another one is that they're willing to give up their of their life. Like they they go into battle or they go into a burning building. No one, I mean, they might they might get injured, they might die. But they do it anyway. So they're willing to die in order to help someone else. They love not their lives unto death. Now, here's the declaration, the heroine declaration. You ready? You got to get your stance again. You remember they, they put their hands on their hips and they stand up and they 
declare. So say this with me. I declare it is God who works in me both to will and to do for his good pleasure. I declare what the enemy, my villains meant for evil, the processing, the dealings of God, they all have prepared me to stand as a hero. I declare the kingdom solution to life's problems reside in me. I'll say that one again. I declare the kingdom solutions to life's problems reside in me. I will rise and solve problems in my family, in my neighborhood, in my city, in my nation. And heroin stance. Here is your heroin stance. Take 60 seconds or five minutes to write down your process. The process that God has been working in you and he's still working in you and working in me. You know, just set your timer. If you go over, that's fine. This is just to jumpstart you so you won't be, you know, freaked out by, oh, my goodness, that's a long time. You know, just set your clock and think about the process. What has he been doing? What are the dealings of God? What, what, where, has, where has he brought you from? Where are you going? The process. And look at Esther to help you, you know, jumpstart you. Or look at your favorite superhero if you have one. And answer these questions as you're processing and writing down, how is God making me into an everyday heroine? And what is my recipe? Well, that's it for this episode, and here is the shout-out. Now, I want you to shout-out. I want you to talk back to me, okay? I want to hear from you that are listening. And so this is the question for this week. Who is your favorite superhero or superheroine and why? So just answer that question, and the way that you will answer it is that you'll give me a call at 913 804-1-O-S-W. That is 913-804-1679. And I will listen to it and I will pick some to share on the next podcast. And I'm going to be doing this, guys, throughout this year. So keep that number, store it away, you know, add it to your address book and your cell phone. But I want to hear from you. So when you call, you state your name, and it might ask you to state your name. And then, but you, when it, when you get into the voicemail, state your name again. You can state your first name, your last name, and state your city, and then we will put it on the podcast. Okay. And then also, if you have birthday shoutouts, you can add them on there as well. Just say the person's first name and then their date of birth. And that number is nine one three again eight zero four one O S W. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. And let's connect. Talk back with me. Chat chat with me on Twitter at Girl That Praise. Instagram at Girl That Praise. Hit me up at Facebook.com, The Girl That Praise. And also, if you subscribe 
to my mailing list via Facebook, you will get the One Strong Woman Manifesto and also be notified of the launching of the OSW Mag Letter. So until next week, stand strong and kick some villains' butt. Today's quote was provided by Gary B.